Why do you say that, Father? You aren't afraid, are you? No. But I respect some of the superstitions of others. Often, they are founded in fact. Broadcasting live from our Sanctum Sanctorum in Venice, California. This is the Sixth Sense Society. I'm your host, Carissa, here with our producer, Michael, and we are most excited to have our first in-studio guest for 2022, Holly Lindblom. And she is a good friend of the show. She's a paranormal investigator and also photographer who's traveled all over the country for many, many years taking pictures, investigating. So we really wanted to catch up with Holly today. Uh, so welcome, Holly. Hi, everybody. It feels so good to be back. Now, before we get started, Michael does have a couple announcements. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm having a few tech issues today, so hopefully we'll sort that out along the way. Um, We have all kinds of great stuff coming up. Next week is going to be, of course, Spell It Out, our beginning of the month of March. And we're lining up some really great great guests for March, so we're excited about that. Um, One of the things that we did want to give a quick shout out to is our good friend Craig Owens and Holly and Crystal will be talking about him and he's getting his ghost tours up and running again. So that's exciting. So we encourage all of you to to look into that. Um, Get all the information on our website, SixthSenseSociety.com, S-I-X-T-H, all spelled out. Um, And while you're there, if you can afford to, buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi. It's really nice to get a little extra money to help buy equipment and cameras and stuff. We appreciate those of you who have contributed a little bit to the show. And if you can't afford it, we still love you anyway. So keep tuning in. And the best thing you can do is hit subscribe and like and all that good stuff, which really helps us the most. So don't want to take too much more of your time because we have a lot to cover. I know Holly's been busy traveling around. So without further ado, uh, I'll kick it back to you guys. So take it away, Krista. Great. Thank you, Michael. Uh, yeah, we did want to shout out uh, Craig has started out his um, tours again. And he has one posted on his Instagram that he's doing that for the Hotel Alexandria Ballroom, which is a fantastic yes. building. Um, and uh, Holly and uh, Craig are good friends. Yes, we are. And uh, so I'll read a little bit about the blurb he posted. Haunted by History author Craig Owens is offering a tour of the fabulous, historic, and mysterious Hotel Alexandria Ballrooms in downtown Los Angel- Angeles. The Alexandrian is the other main hotel that America Horror Story based its hotel season on, which I didn't know. Hang out in the ballroom where Charlie Chaplin played, Harry Houdini dined, and Rudolph Valentino danced. Don't forget to bring a camera, and it's Friday, March 4th from 7 to 10 p.m. You go to his Instagram, Bizarre Los Angeles, and we also have his um, his information on our website. You can find it there. I couldn't tell if he's sold out because he often does sell out pretty quickly, yeah. but he'll be doing others, and he's just a fantastic uh tour guide and historian and so i totally encourage you to take that tour or any others with him sometimes he'll release tickets too beforehand okay so I see. that's really cool that he does do that so like pre before he even posts mm-hmm. it so you can yeah sometimes you can ask or like, people will cancel they have lives oh that's or whatever, true and then he'll release the release the tickets that yes were. So, yeah, oh. that place is awesome. Oh, cool. You've mm-hmm. been there? I've been there in the 90s. Oh. So I, I went to uh, clubs there. 
Oh. Yeah, for like Power 106 and all those things. And I remember being up there with the ceiling practically falling down from the base. Uh And it was was real creepy. And they still had uh, some of the old furniture downstairs. And I mean, but it was getting bad at Mm. that time. I mean, it looked like it was falling apart. They just put a bunch of speakers in there and let the kids take over and dance. Oh, so I assume so, they've renovated it. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> so the creepy factor could work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did want to mention that um, you came on the show. It was the first show was in October of 2019. Wow. And uh, you've been on like three shows and a couple of the paranormal specials. And so we just wanted to, you know let people know that they're in our archives too. And she always has great stories about uh, her adventures at the different locations. And you, you're probably the a person I know that's traveled one of the most to, in terms of, you know, except maybe some of the, the TV show people, but just as an ordinary person. I'm not getting paid like the TV no, show people. No, I'm it's doing impressive. this off my waitressing tips. It's, it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm literally saving it up and going and booking. And, and these things, I mean, it takes me... Uh, four to six months I would say to plan it do the research but these have always been on my radar since I was a kid Mm -hmm. and now I'm finally an adult and my kids are almost adult well my son is he's been on the show twice my daughter will be 18 so it's it's easier for me to go out yeah. Now, because I don't have to hire a babysitter. Right. I can take off and be like hey I'll be back I'll call you you know and um that's it's my passion. It definitely is. It's something I love about uh, you is it's really a passion. You can tell by the pictures, your enthusiasm. Now, it looks like you were on a tour that was more West Coast based, right, this time. This time. Yes. Because I am writing this book, um, being a Southern California native, I can't necessarily just write about the South if I'm truly from California. I'm from Los Angeles. I need to go all the way up. Now, I did uh, had a trip that I was planning to go to Washington, to Seattle, mm-hmm. go through Portland, go to all the haunted places, but I took the vaccine and I got sick. Mm. So I had to cancel that. So this is happening a year later after that. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get up as far as above San Francisco this time. Mm-hmm. I took my own car because rentals are so expensive. It's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, they've gone up a lot, haven't Why? they? Why? I don't know. I don't either. Okay. Everything has. Yeah. So I was like, do I just put the gas in my car and go? Yeah. That's what I did. New huh. tires. Let's go. And it made it. You know, the only thing that happened was the plastic on my rear light fell off on the five freeway oh well that's all that happened we're gonna rock it oh well we'll get a new one um i made it all the way up and i did it in four days oh wow wow and how many locations did you stop at during that time at least eight or nine wow yeah wow i did in san francisco i have been obsessed with since i was young Mm. And then with all the turn of events that have been going on, I've I've kind of been like, uh, do I go to San Francisco? You've heard in the news, it's not as a safe place to go to. But what I experienced, it it was fine. I I hadn't heard that. I heard that people at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was leaving. Um, There was like one of our clients said there were like moving trucks on every corner because of, you know, they had to leave. They couldn't afford it. Right. And so I knew that, but I didn't know it was becoming more dangerous. Yeah, the um, homeless encampments were getting dangerous up there. That's what some of the news was saying in some of the um, podcasts that I was watching up there. Mm-hmm. But like you said, people have left the hate Ashbury scene. I mean, it's it's happening. Mm. It's, it, there was 
nothing I seen that was dangerous or anything besides haunted houses, you know, <laughs> the murders that occurred in these haunted houses. Other than that, I mean, it, it was really cool. So where did you go in San Francisco? Um, I actually am, I, I know you are too, I love Anne Rice. And knowing that she had passed away, I went to the interview with the vampire locations. So I went to the street that she would walk by, because she lived in the Tenderloin District, her and her husband. So I would go by, um, I went to the house that she thought of in her mind that was the interview with the vampire house, mm-hmm. where she pictured the vampire Louie giving the interview to the boy, oh. the newspaper guy, who was supposed to be River Phoenix, but passed away. And I then, know. Yeah. So, um, and then I went to the actual shooting location where they shot the scene at. So I did that up there. I went to um, a house called the Atherton Mansion, which has been in is in so many of my books. Mm -hmm. Um, That one I just posted today on my Instagram page. Uh, She built the house. Uh, she she took over the house, and what had happened was um, her husband had died overseas, and they put him in a rum barrel and sent him home. Wow. Now the the story is that they delivered him to the house, but he was delivered to the dock. But they put him in a rum barrel to send him home. Hmm. That's sad. So they say that he's obsessed. Uh, mm-hmm. upset and that's why he haunts the house also there was another woman that lived there with her 50 cats they say 50 she, cats 50 cats it's oh, documented wow 50. so they subsided this place into like these apartments and everything but this lady they said they still see her and she lived there with her 50 they see cats. The cats yes <laughs> they see her on her cats Oh, yes, wow. and, and him, and, and that's the guy. And then I also went to up in San Francisco, um, a couple of the old Victorians that survived the the earthquake that are still standing. Mm. That the firefighters actually um, really got in the way of these homes to save them. Mm. So I seen that. That was a Haas Lithuanian house. I think I'm saying that right. It's beautiful. It's like this beautiful gray Gothic architecture. Mm-hmm. I went to that house and um, just really just drove around the streets, got to see Arca- Alcatraz from afar. Mm. Um, how, have you ever been up to San Francisco? Have yeah, you we used to to, I used to go when Mike would go to Grand Lodge for masonry and I would go and wander around. I, I love San Francisco. I love it too. Yes. And um, my boyfriend took me to a place where there's all these these tiny little um it says it's really haunted there uh, where you put in the quarter machines mm-hmm. and there's all the old ones from oh. uh, they're from england and stuff they are so macabre you guys they're all about torture Ooh. and death and execution and they have these as like toys like they're for like <laughs> entertainment for like kids like who does that like there was so many of them gypsies fortune telling it was amazing huh but they say that that was really haunted i went to that too oh. yeah and then of course the golden gate bridge oh uh, yes and then i saw photos of the columbarian yes the san francisco columbarian that was beautiful i don't know why i didn't know about that yeah the neptune society runs that um they stay that's where they had stopped burying people in a certain place and they started cremating mm-hmm. that's where harvey milk is at mm. a couple other people but um they say it's really haunted by the ghosts of mm. the people there uh funny stuff not really funny but my grandpa wanted to be part of the neptune society do you oh. know what the neptune society is? It, it's connected to death but i'm not quite sure cremation, cremation. they basically take the body they leave a rose and a note and then they cremate you and they put you in the sea um, I was selfish. Was I was like, I want you. I don't. 
I don't want you to go to the sea. Like, and I'm just, you know, where am I going to go? You know, I still have my grandfather, but I convinced him not to do the Neptune Society. Oh. And he was all for it. My aunt and uncle did it. They were both in the Navy, but this is the first time I've ever been to the Columbarium. It was overwhelming sadness. Oh. I felt there. I've been to so many graveyards, so many places, yeah. but I actually felt really sad. Maybe it's because of the columbarium being so personal in the niches that you get to see what these people did, their pictures, their spouses, little knickknacks, what they were about, their oh. their favorite sports, all these things that it just made it more, um, I don't know if it's real or more sad that you felt like a connection by looking at their niches. So they, they get sort of memorialized. Yeah. Even though their their ashes aren't there, their ashes are there. Oh, they are. They are there. They're in the niches. You have to. And it says to uh, purchase them ahead of time and everything. But then they decorate them. The family. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the personal stories are always the ones that that get to you. Yeah, it, it's true. Yeah, they're really sad, and they're and it is and there's a lot of gay couples, and they're together, and they put them together, and it's just mm. so sad. And um, Harvey Milk was sad too, mm. seeing his, and then um, you see Sean Penn being him mm -hmm. and i posted that picture yeah mm. so that they say it's haunted mm. i just felt overwhelming sadness there it was very beautiful the very stained beautiful. glass windows the, yeah even like an on the above yeah it's mm -hmm. a very beautiful like an octagon looking. yeah an yeah. octagon well I, I mean i would think san francisco in general would have a lot of good places yeah. to go for hauntings yes. and 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 similar to los angeles probably the more you live in a place the more little Places you find that aren't necessarily, you know, the well-known historic sites. Right. Exactly. And then, like, you go to the hate, and then you see, like, Jimi Hendrix's Red House. Then you go down the street, you see where the Grateful Dead were at, and Janice lived. And all these greats of rock and roll were in San Francisco. And I love music besides ghosts. So that was another thing that I, you know, wanted to go up there and see for myself. Well, I know you, you stopped at some other places, too. So what were some of your other places, that your favorite places that you stopped at? I stopped at, um, on the way down, because I went up and I stopped at the, my very first stop before I hit San Francisco was the Tuttle Mansion, which is in Watsonville. And that's a beautiful red and white uh, Queen Victorian. And the funny thing about that was when I walked up in there, there was a man that was um, doing the gardening and he happened to be the nephew of the owner. Ah. So he gave me a little bit of tidbit of how they remodeled the house and mm -hmm. how the doors would close. They found a secret passageway. They um, were going into the back of the house. They found another part of the house and they would hear whispering and they would hear just doors slamming constantly. But he said it was definitely haunted mm -hmm. and that he wasn't scared of it. Mm. And he was like, yeah, it's a real estate office and go to this other haunted house off of Highway 1. He was telling me to go to this other place. I don't know how to say that one right, but there is another one that is being um, going to be demolished for apartments. Uh one of those things yeah you know? but um he was really cool and he gave us an insight and was telling us all this stuff and i have him on camera kind of talking i hit watsonville then i went to the rengsdorf house which is a very interesting story because uh rengsdorf he was a german immigrant that came here and i've done a little bit of research about him and that when he was traveling here he was held up by a bandit well the bandit heard his heavy accent and didn't know he had two thousand dollars in his in his brief didn't even check him and let him go mm. so he came and he built the rengsdorf house after his family lived and died in the house off of um shoreline 
or is it, it's off a shoreline now. It's in Mountain View, California. It's an hour away from Watsonville North. The house sat there vacant for many, many years, and no one would stay in this house longer because they get the heebie-jeebies. Mm. They'd hear things, the doors would cl- close, um, walking. People thought it was haunted. So what happened was it laid dormant. I mean, the people just graffitied it, took it apart. And because of the wonderful people that restore and believe in history, they're the ones that moved it to where it is now hmm. and restored it. Oh. And then that's the Rengsdorf house, and it's absolutely beautiful. So they moved it. So does that mean that the ghost followed? You know, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I suppose but some ghosts could be attached to, to, the, to the land land or to the, or to the house. house. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple things online where they didn't really talk about it being there now, but they did say that it was back then. So maybe she stayed there, but the fact that it was haunted and they actually put it on rollers and moved it to a new location, (laughs) that's amazing that they did that, that they saved it. It's called the Friends of R or something like that that they did, yeah. Yeah, there's some people that are really great in Mm -hmm. um, saving historical places. Thank you, those people, yeah. Oh, I know, (laughs) right? We we do value them, just Mm -hmm. all the... Places people love to visit and, and just all the character and yeah. history. Uh, America can be brutal sometimes with that. Though I, I suppose other countries are too. We're not the only ones that destroy yeah. our history. Yeah, Hollywood especially. They just want to burn it and put up a parking lot. You know? oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, or yeah. a new strip mall. Or <laughs> yeah, new something apartments really that awful. can afford. But hey, we're going to put some new. Like they're going to take down the Viper Room. Oh, I did hear that. Yes, <sighs> I know. All the history there. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. yeah, it's it's bad in L.A. Mm-hmm. L.A. has a there's a beauty in L.A. and there's a, a sort of soullessness to L.A. Yeah. So you got both factions fighting oh, yeah. at, against each other sometimes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so after I went to the Rangstorf house, oh, I went to the Moss Beach Distillery. Hmm. I made it there on time to actually catch the sunset, which I never thought since I was a little kid reading this in America's Haunted Houses books that I would actually be able to be there and um even on the menu it shows the blue lady and the blue lady uh there's stories of her from the prohibition time mm. she was married to a bootlegger um but had was having an affair with the piano player of course no, just kidding. <laughs> and she she liked the musician, right? Oh, yes, of the course. Yes. Okay, so she she's over here and she's uh you know hooking up with this piano player at the beach. Well, the bootleggers coming in because this place was called Frank's Roadhouse and it was really known at the time for bootlegging, loose women, you name it. You know, mm. this was the place to come to get your your booze. And uh, he caught her on the beach. And there's stories that say she jumped in front of her lover. Anyway, Mm. she was stabbed. And they saw her in the morning. Uh, They found her and she had died. Mm. And they say that ever since then, she's there haunting the Moss Beach Distillery. Waitresses, um, people from the management, it's all over. And the coolest thing I think about it, guys, is that it was on Unsolved Mysteries. Robert Stack was there. And being an 80s kid, to me, it's like Unsolved Mysteries went there. So when you go downstairs, where they say it's the most haunted, by the women's... um, uh, restroom robert stack all the stuff from unsolved mysteries is there oh that's very cool yeah and like fatty arbuckle used to go there joe dimaggio i mean all the stars used to go there hmm. too why is it gangsters and celebrities they just 
kind of similar. <laughs> They're rich. They like to party. I mean, obviously, right? So those two are there. Um, that whole factor of that. But the blue lady, they say, is there to this day. Um, Taps went in there. And uh, they didn't tell them that they had rigged it up to enhance the hauntings, uh, like a face behind the mirror. And, uh, uh, and Taps is like, why didn't they tell us this? You uh, know, why didn't they tell them that right. they had enhanced the experience? Like the chandelier, they would have it like go every hour and stuff like that. But they didn't tell them that. So it made it be like it was fake. But people and patrons mm. and guests, they still say they see the blue lady. Is she the blue lady because of her dress or what she's wearing? She always wore blue. She always wore blue. She always wore blue. And then on Unsolved Mysteries, they say that it could have been a lady that a famous um, Mexican musician, Spanish Mexican um, musician wrote a song about. And she died. She's looking for her music. That's on Unsolved Mysteries. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a, a womanly, a motherly woman figure that uh, saves some kids from a bluff that some children seen that said, go away, kids. It's dangerous right here. Because you can literally walk down up into the bluff right by the Moss Beach Distillery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is it my imagination, but it, it seems like a lot of the famous stories involve a woman that has been murdered or committed suicide is that yes. are we drawn to those more or are they actually maybe more up talked them? about more they're talked about more they're always yeah because of the lar the love struck lover and all these things mm -hmm. and um the fact that they keep coming back for their love and yeah, because it's February. Remember we talked about this yes. like two years ago yeah. about love and, you know, the whole thing about that. And, yeah, I do believe that. It's like a gothic yeah. romance. Yeah. Paranormal gothic yeah. romance. Anne Rice would eat it up. She does. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now she can <laughs> now be haunting. She, yeah, exactly. And I wonder if she is. You know what? I don't know. I wonder if she, because she wrote all those stories and, and the Mayfair witches in the house in New Orleans mm -hmm. and loved it. And her son, Christopher, returned her back home. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if she is. I wonder if they're going to see her, if she would, or things would be moving. Or, I bet know. there's a channel or somewhere that's going to channel her. They I'm should. not saying that it's real, but I, <laughs> I know me neither. But, but if you, but and I, and yeah. I think channeling yeah. can be real, but sometimes yeah. people, you know, they. They try to pick a celebrity just because it'll, you know, get them some attention for themselves. Yeah, that's true, too. They'll, like, go off. Of but that. it seems yeah. like somebody like her, that's possible. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she believed in all of that. Yes. And she believed in vampires. And she did. She wrote these stories. And it's so sad that her baby girl died. And that's I why know. she wrote, you know, the, the, you know yeah. the vampire series and all that stuff. And and um, going to San Francisco and seeing, like, where she lived and all that stuff, that was so neat. Yeah, it, it's really, house. it's amazing to see where your favorite artists yeah. and authors are. There's just something organic about it. Very yeah. soulful. I love that, too. Yeah, because I went to New Orleans and seen all of her stuff, too. So to go to San Francisco, too, was just kind of like, wow. Because yeah. I love those movies. I love those books. I haven't read them all. Mama Cindy, if you're watching, I need to borrow some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I saw on one of, one of the places that you went to was the mystery spot. The mystery spot. I did. it. Oh, gosh, that place is so cool. Take your kids, guys. It's so neat. Have you ever been up by there in the Santa Cruz? No, I, I didn't even know it existed until I I read your list. So, um, you know, you go, you, you come out of like a city, 
and then you just get into the forest and you're just driving and you see the sequoias. I guess they're considered baby sequoias. I don't know, but they're beautiful. I love the forest. I love trees. Mm. I love that smell. And you get up in there and, okay, so this man bought this land and built a cabin. When he built the cabin, they told him to be very careful because basically there was a geological force underneath Mm -hmm. magnetized there was something going on there so the cabin slid to where it's at right now Mm -hmm. and they do have it kind of like optical illusion i don't want to ruin it but there's something that makes you feel really really lightheaded like i had to hold the wall you literally walk through it i mean if you've been to the one for southern california people in knott's berry farm it's similar to that have you been to that one Mm -hmm. So that makes you feel really lightheaded and very disorientated. I guess that was what it would feel like if you had vertigo. Mm. And you walk around and you have to hold yourself up. Mm. And the way they have it, you could walk up the walls. And you there's this like ball of iron that you push that comes back and it looks really weird. And you hold on to things. And mm-hmm. it is amazing. It was just, just a novelty just to go because I was on my way. And I've always seen the bumper stickers, so I had to get a bumper sticker. It, it sounds really cool. I, I'd never heard of it, and it just sounded like a really fun thing that anybody could enjoy. Yes, the mystery spot. And it's not necessarily haunted or scary. It's fun. That goes along with the theme. It does. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you, know, cause, you know, because land, as we know, has its own energy. And we've talked about yes. this where um, in previous shows that we feel like certain um parcels of land we're not supposed to live on that there are these spirits that that are just wild and they're not necessarily evil but it's we're we're not meant to interrupt that so indigenous people we're not supposed to go onto their ground yeah we're supposed to leave that alone that's sacred and we need to respect that and there's people that don't respect that and they wonder why we're getting haunted by things yes 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 so well i I assume you mean that they're burial grounds yes because otherwise, we'd have to all leave the, the comment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I mean, their burial ground. I mean, their their burial ground. I figured yes. that's what you meant. Yes. Yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to talk to um, some indigenous people about their own experiences with spirits and ghosts. So maybe and their we beliefs can do that. Yes. Of what they really believe. My my friend Joaquini, as he talks to me about it a lot, and what they think, and um, I I could just go for hours listening to this stuff because it's 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 amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah. No, so there's definitely places that are, I wouldn't even call them necessarily haunted, but I think they cause hauntings because yes. they're just intense. So they'll cause right. things to happen that perhaps might not happen. Right. Because, like, we're just not, we don't understand the energies or, uh, and, and you hear that sometimes on, on ancient aliens I'll watch and they'll yeah. say, like, the indigenous people be interviewed and we're not supposed to go here. We know that. But right. you guys don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and then you know, there they we're go. Idiots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you did mention you're you're working on your book, and that's one reason why you were going on the West Coast. Um, so yeah. how are you doing with the book so far? I'm I'm getting along really far in it. Um, I'm it's just the point of putting it down on top of working and everything else. Yeah, trying to survive in Southern California, and and going on these places. So yeah, now that I have a lot of West Coast, I want to finish it by this year. I want to be done because I have done it. You know, so you so you've got the south and you've got the west and midwest you what are you focusing on in the book um okay so like i've been told i should do like a trilogy because i haven't done the east coast mm-hmm. 
I've never been over to New York yet, or Salem, mm-hmm. or Connecticut, oh, or Rhode you Island. Have, you have to do Salem. I need to go over to that area. Yeah, I have to do Salem. I have yes. to go to, I have to see all those things. And so I want to do, you know, California, and then through New Me- Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Um, and then I want to do the South, which would be, you know, Louisiana, because, you know, I lived in Kentucky briefly. And then, like, Tennessee, Memphis, there's a lot of haunted houses in Memphis, Kentucky has Waverly Hills too, so that's you know. And then I I caught a ghost on camera in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Still haven't been to Savannah, Georgia, or Florida, so I'm gonna make my way. But I can still write about all the places I've been to. I I, I I'm coming up on like 350 now. Wow. I was at 300. Now I'm at like 350. Wow. wow. Yeah. And I know you want to go outside the country at some point too. I do. Yeah, international. Yeah. I do, as long as everything's cool and we can go and I'm vaccinated and everything is fine, let's go, you know, because I want to see the Tower of London. Mm, yes. I want to go over there because they say those princes haunt that place. So mm-hmm. I do want to get out and do that. But um, I got to focus on the United States first. Yes. And, and of course, like Alaska and stuff too, because that that's really haunted up there. Oh. Mm-hmm. So who's, who's talked about Alaska? I don't, Not no, really a lot of people have, but it's really... in some of my books. Um, Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And then, you know how Alaska is like one of the number one suicide capitals. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. So there was a lot of that huh. because of their weather and their right, days the darkness. of the darkness. And their days of no sun. And people just are really sad. Just like I guess like Seattle is, you know, but Alaska is really scary with some of their and then they have a lot of the folklore of this um bigfoot and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. monsters Mm -hmm. which you know it could be real we haven't touched on everything up there yes yeah Yeah. big bigfoot's definitely an interesting one yeah yeah it's uh you know some of it seems a little far-fetched but sometimes there'll be something i'll see like oh actually that seems legitimate yeah like that's fun he he might be out there harry of the hendersons yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want to (laughs) hope like i like loch ness i love loch ness monster you know well i was talking to someone uh a friend of mine about the ocean, how they're discovering new species, you know, and it is amazing what can hide from us. And some of those forests are so big still that you could have some animals that no one has really seen much of. Of course. Yeah. So so it is possible, I would say. Definitely. So any any other places that you want to talk about that you saw recently on your I went to, okay, so... Then I went to the Ringstorf House, Moss Beach Distillery, the Blue Lady, went up to San Francisco, shot down, had to, had to see the Winchester Mystery House again, just to do it. Um, it's really sad that they are, have built all around Sarah's house. You can't see the mountains anymore. It's and Sarah is who? Sarah Winchester. The, the woman that built the house. Um, I seen a thing on TikTok the other day that said that the docents are told to... Um, lie about some of the history which i think is unfair and they shouldn't be doing that you know especially with their high charges that they're you know that they're lying about some of this stuff. So what would be the benefit of lying Just i don't to make know. it seem more sensational i guess so yeah sensationalism that it's haunted that she did all these things in there there's there was a tiktok that said that and i hope that's not true but you know who knows but the fact that there's apartments going up all around it and hmm. that you can hear the hammering just like she liked 24 7 maybe she finds comfort in that i don't know um but you can't even see the mountains anymore there's literally like apartment building right in front of the house and i told 
the tour guide, he's like, doesn't it feel a little trapped in here now? I'm all, yeah, it does. It mm. feels even weirder now that there's no fields around anymore. It's just all built up around mm. this oddity of a home. Mm. Yeah. That's a very big home, isn't it? It's very big. Yes. I remember now, I think we talked about it yes. a long time ago. One long of the time shows. ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And um, yeah, so that's one of the one. So after going to... The Winchester Mystery House, I wanted to go to the Brookdale Lodge. And that was a big one for me to get a room there and actually stay there because I have read about this since I was a kid and the little ghost of Sarah. I mean, we're talking countless shows have tried to catch her. So many um, mm. ghost adventures, all of them. All the big ones have been there. Mm. And the thing about that was um, I did my research on it. I want to make sure I don't get the dates. Um, Harvey Logan, he actually came from Indiana in 1868 to Santa Cruz. And he was in, um, he was an attorney general that became a judge. Okay. Mm. And right away when he got here, he was already involved in extramarital affairs. And it's in the papers that his wife whipped him with a horse with. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. And he ended up marrying, divorced her, called her unstable or whatever, divorced her, married another woman. She died of Bright's disease at Brookdale Lodge. Mm. So what does he do? He marries the secretary that he brought in, mm. has kids with her at 72 years old. Oh. And that's all in the paper. I went through, I researched some of this stuff. And mm. this guy, um, it was his niece that actually hit her head and died on the brook where they see mm. the little girl at, okay? So fast forward, um, a lot of deaths occurred um, during the time when um, Harvey Logan was there. Um, his second, his third wife, it would be her third wife, the, the, sec the secretary, the daughter that he had and the niece or whatever, all three of them perished in a, uh, like a stream right by the, right oh. by the lodge oh. they couldn't swim they were all 15 years old oh. the other one went in they couldn't swim they all perished okay then Jeez. fast forward a doctor buys it he's the one that made the brook room so when he was there that's when a lot of stuff started happening and then you fast forward to the 40s and the 50s you get the gangsters coming in the mobsters and people like Marilyn Monroe, James Dean, Joan Crawford, Shirley Temple, W.C. Fields, Tyrone Power, they all went to this retreat in the Santa Monica Mountains to get mm. away mm -hmm. from Hollywood, from the show business, you know, at six hours north. Mm -hmm. And um, that's happening. That's when they said that there was a um, secret passages underneath for the bootlegging. Mm. People have actually sought these out. They have seen the tunnels underneath mm -hmm. and they say they are for bootlegging and they but they said there's a lot of bodies and all this stuff that mm. could could or could not be when we're mm. talking about gangsters and mobsters we don't know the bodies everywhere you know you don't know who they're getting rid of that's true so um a lot of things occurred there um a okay like one a waitress killed herself there a sh uh, a dishwasher killed another guy and then shot um, the daughter who's seen the body. Uh, another guy went in in the 60s. He had a shotgun and there was like four women because there's like these bungalows in the back side hmm. of the lodge. He went in there and beat them all up, said he was going to kill him and kill himself. He didn't. God, he hmm. didn't. Um, another recently a man fell down a hole 
and hmm. broke his neck. Ooh. Uh, a 13-year-old girl. So there's a mermaid room, which is a hmm. pool with the glass that you could sit in the lounge in the bar area. Mm-hmm. And um, you could watch like these mermaids, like a show. Oh. A 13-year-old girl uh, drowned in there. And they That's kept horrible. seeing her. Yeah, at one time, it said that there was like close to like 30-something weird deaths and occurrences and violent deaths that occurred there. The Mm. Hells Angels would take over this place and rent out a bunch of rooms and Mm. do all their business there. Um, What else was there? Okay, so yeah, the little girl, she passed away in the brook. The the girl, the 13-year-old that died in the pool. Bunch of stuff going on. Are people talking to us? Hello. Hello back. Hello. Um, so all of those things occurred there on this one property. And, oh, a man shot himself in his car. They didn't find him for two weeks. Oh. Two weeks. He just no. Yeah, so I started reading a lot of this after I went. And then the Ghost Adventures went there. They interviewed a waitress that said that while she was there, um, something pushed her and she broke her nose. Like, pushed her violently. And well, yeah, just, you'd have you to, to hit your nose that hard. Yeah, yeah. And that there was a little boy that was interviewed on Ghost Adventures and said the same thing happened to him. And then the haunted room is um, room 2209, which ends up being, if you add those numbers together, the number 13. Mm-hmm. The room 5 and 1209. That's another one. And where I stayed at, um, like, when you come up, they have a big old mural of James Dean. Oh, and it says Brookdale Lodge, world famous. And um, I stayed on the corner right there. Mm-hmm. I felt something weird. Um, boyfriend at the time couldn't sleep. He was freaked out. He kept seeing. He, he He's not a very, uh, he's a believer. But he's not somebody that's going to sit here and say that he sees it. But he was getting freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I had to leave the lights on. And I... <laughs> I left the lights on, <laughs> and he slept in one bed, and I slept in the other bed, and I just kept, I don't know if I kept seeing this thing, or if it was the power of the imagination that well, I you was know, scared. It, well, it's it's still good to acknowledge, um, what did you see when, like, from the corner of your eyes, did you see shapes so or there, shadows? So there or? was a patio, and I thought I kept seeing somebody running past the patio, mm-hmm. That was not big person. That was a small person. Now, and that could be because I was doing all the research. But also, I mean, I was freaked out. And at one time, it was around 2, 2.30 in the morning, I was like, stop it. I said it out. I was like, mm-hmm. can you just stop it? Like, I want to go to sleep. Like, I'm tired. I'm driving, like, mm-hmm. you know. And it didn't ever subside. The bathroom felt heavy. <laughs> And, you know, all the places I went to on this little haunted road trip, nothing felt like that. Nothing felt haunted. Nothing happened to me. See, that says something to me because you have a comparison. So it it is possible it was not your imagination. And one of the things I know yeah. about anything um, that is not just, just paranormal in general is making notes of it at the time it happens. Because yep. uh, And sometimes I do think we go into altered states um naturally and we pick up things then we come out of it our ego doesn't want to believe it like that didn't happen that's not possible yeah but the fact that you didn't feel that in all the other places to me makes it more believable so that you weren't just feeling it everywhere you went no and i don't feel it everywhere i went and i don't experience i'll go for a long time and not experience anything i am looking for it but at the brookdale lodge i was spooked Mm -hmm. the only other place i've ever felt like this was the lemp mansion and i heard a woman talking there and i didn't want to go back in but this place i i was in the room you know and 
watching um, TV on the laptop, but I could not fall asleep. There was not, um, I, I, did, I couldn't get comfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't feel like wanted in that room. And then when we watched Ghost Adventures the morning after, they said that those are the haunted rooms in the corner. Mm -hmm. But it's not labeled as a haunted room. So I don't know what it was, but I just kept seeing stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe it could have been the wind. But I was I felt very uneasy at the Brookdale Lodge. And I did walk around at night, and I did go seek out where the mermaid room was at. And it is in a room um, where the pool is sunken down. And you could see it, but it's all like, um, what's it called? Um, you can't go in any of these places. The management told me that the Brook Room won't be open for another year and a half, two years, because they're putting a new roof on it. Mm. People do go in and break in all the time. Mm. And um, I said, there's no way I could go in. They go, no, because it's unsafe right now. Yeah. And that was the thing why they got shut down. They had so many uh. code violations mm. that it was dangerous. Right. Mermaid Room is going to be open in one year. And then um, let's talk about, there was three huge fires that happened on the property. Oh, wow. That destroyed things that they've built up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if there's anything like, because of the water, because we've talked about this too, water is an energy. It could be bringing some of this back. Yes. It being a constant current that they're using that. Mm -hmm. That's why little Sarah's there. And then I've also read online and other things that um, there's a room right next to the Brook Room that they have locked where there's a lot of little toys that people have left throughout the years oh. for the little girl ghost. Mm -hmm. And the, the current owner will not open up the door. Huh. You don't want nothing to do with that. Huh. But they bought it and then they found out it was haunted and now they're going to completely restore it. And thank you owners, new owners, for doing that. But it, it was creepy walking around there at night. Yeah, mermaids to me, um, they have a mixed uh, mm. mythology. Yeah. Uh, they can definitely be dangerous. Yeah, they're, yes. they're, they're kind of wild creatures and I, they're not yeah. evil but they're they can they can lead people to death too and yeah and i, I don't think they always do but I, maybe it's kind of like the fairy world is kind of mixed that way too there's yeah. sort of fairies that can sort of take you away and others right. that don't at least in i know the irish mythology that's true right. and they would warn their kids about it yeah so I, I i probably would be don't go in fairy circles uh, i'd be careful going into a mermaid room with such a history yeah. too or are they mermaids or are they sirens you or, know yeah. what i mean right. like are they the Maybe evil they're... ones or are they the you know the happy ones i don't know if they're even happy i don't know but they did say uh i was doing a little research that the mobsters would have women in there and uh, they would pick them out, hmm. the ones, you know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I did read that several places. And But all the deaths, it's all in the paper, the stuff that I looked up. Mm. And that's why I know, wow, how many deaths there? Okay, there's got to be something going on if that many have occurred in one specific place like that. So, Has anyone no. does sort of, done sort of an overall statistical look at what would be normal in terms of a place to have in terms of death versus what is abnormal. Like, uh, it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, because, like, even in my neighborhood, there's been some weird deaths, and I, I started thinking, like, is this normal to have, like, you know, two suicides and a person that died mysteriously by knocking her head and <laughs> and on my I street? Don't I, I don't know what's so. considered normal, you know? Well, 
I mean, normal. I mean, they say average. I would say average, would be average. average. Well, I I think that it would go with along the lines of as many as a population. Right. If if there's a huge population like we live in L.A., I mean, there's millions of people here. Um, we would get more deaths. We would get more suicides. Those would be more normalcy, right? Right. But if you go to a town, say in Ohio, where there's only 500,000 people, something like that, and that happens, that would be, they would trigger something. That would make the front page. Yes. Because there's less people there. Right. But being in L.A., as much people we have, that's why we have all the serial killers here. That's why we have all this, because they all flock here. Yeah. You know? well, I mean, you could, you could basically just study L.A. paranormal-wise on so many angles for your whole life and still not get to the end of it. I, I have been living <laughs> here for 43 years, and I still haven't gone to all of them. And I've been trying to go to all of them. Yeah. And there's still, you still look up another place, another place, another place, you know. But, yeah, I mean, there's, L.A. in itself, Hollywood is haunted. I do believe that. And Venice around here. I mean, there's so much weird little things that have occurred or instances. My, my street's definitely haunted. Every now and then I have these really strange dreams where there are all these spirits upstairs and the, the woman that lives above me and there are all these ghosts and it's like the real apartment. And I've had it so many times now and none of them seem like really like dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had it, you know, it seems like when certain the energy gets stirred up on our street. Yeah. And like someone plays, has a really loud party or something. It's really late and everyone's drinking. And, you know, there's a lot of drug use in LA too and alcohol. And that does bring the ghosts and the spirits. It's conducive for them, like similar to water. And of course we live on the coast. And um, so I, I think that there is uh, a lot you could actually, um, you know, dig into that actually hasn't even been touched even in LA. Oh, Definitely. And I would like to touch on some of that stuff. And that would be something that I want to look up and like see what the demographics is of what is a normal suicide rate. Not that it's normal because please don't. But you know what I'm saying? Like what is and then like you get the holidays that Mm -hmm. are, you know what I'm saying? There's all these factors in death. So the the more that you look into it, you know, um, hotels, like those are the ones. And building projects. Buildings, yeah. Like where they're, where they're building the railroads or they, yes. you know, the, the, the abuse of some of the labor, yes. the Chinese immigrants. And, totally. You know, so all of that, too, adds to the, the level. There, there seems to be suffering uh, that's maybe uh, worse associated with certain haunted locations. I agree. It's, whether it's a mining accident yes. or... And it's a tragic thing. And right. then whether it's also, you know, humans doing it to humans, right. which definitely counts. Yeah, you've heard so. of the Linda Vista Hospital, right, over down here? I don't think I have. Um, the Linda Vista Hospital, uh, that was actually for made for the railroad community. And they were a self-sustaining community. Mm-hmm. But a lot of um, tragedies occurred because of working on the railroad. They say it is so haunted. Now mm-hmm. it's old folks' home. How mm. sad for them. Oh. Poor things. Like, why make it? Well, not unless they're but, into but the paranormal. Know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they like it. <laughs> they like right? it. Right. But, but seriously, like, but that place I went and I try to, like, you know, kind of go around. You can't go in it, of course. But um, that one is associated with the railroad and is very haunted. Mm-hmm. The Linda Vista Hospital. I do wonder sometimes if eventually... Uh, some of the ghosts would move on in the sense that maybe they would like to move on, you know, that they don't necessarily want to stay there forever, especially little kids. You know, you'd think that, okay, maybe their time is up or, or, or you know, and this is just kind of a, the way I'm thinking. It's not necessarily good or bad. And I think, are, are we sometimes perhaps holding them there because of our curiosity or 
Are they curious about us? because we visit them. It's just things I think about on my days off. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think about these things just all the time doing dishes. Is that little girl there because we keep calling her back? Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just and wondering, it, you know? I, I'm, I'm, I think about this because we are calling them back. We are giving them life. And when we do talk about these places and we are still going to them, I think we are. And I know that that, that's also a a beautiful thing is to remember people and remember their names because there's this idea that once if your name is forgotten, that's like a second death. And that idea, I I like the places that honor the whole life of the person, not just whatever happened to them at the end. Like you you read the stories, whatever, even if they're colorful stories or... You know, so I think, so that part to me does seem important. Yeah, like the little girl, Sarah Logan, I mean, the fact that that she did pass away there and they have little toys there Mm -hmm. and all these things for her to remember her, that obviously she's still there. If she's, you know, that we are talking about her and, you know, and they say they see her mother there looking for her and other stuff like that. You mean the mother doesn't know she's there? Uh, The ghost of the mother is looking for her. I don't know. I mean, maybe she could come back afterwards wanting to find her. Maybe someone should help them reunite. Maybe. (laughs) That would be an interesting experiment. Now, what do you think about Sylvia Brown? Now, was she like, because see, the more that I'm going into these places, um, they haven't been talked about um, since the 80s or the early 90s. Um, I don't see a lot of things on them, the ones that I'm revisiting now. Right. But Sylvia Brown goes to all of them. Now, was she a hoax or was she? Oh, that's a whole story. Yeah, I, I'm not like a they, huge fan of, of her know, either. And and for some really legitimate reasons, they're the, not. The girl, right? That she told the mom yeah, that, that that girl was dead and she wasn't. Now, I remember that. Also, personally, we know someone who personally, his girlfriend at a time had a reading with her and she was extremely mean to her really and she and she admired her she went to her like and that seemed really off to me like it was it was and and i know this person was not making it up it's like it yeah it's not he you know it's not in fact he's he's really into kind of trying to find the truth about people and he just mentioned it in passing to us too so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like all over instagram talking about it right years ago when she was alive and um, you know, it, it's the the famous psychics. Um, now, now Jean Dixon. I don't know if you remember. Jean I remember Dixon. Jean Dixon. I think she did have she some was in ability. The Star magazine. My grandma used to read. Uh, I think she had some in the beginning. I think okay. fame. Um, because she got some things correct. I think about the assassination and. Okay. But I think sometimes fame in certain situations with psychics is not a good mix. Right. Oh, you know, because we're all. I don't know. We're like all like the psychic fallible. <laughs> Well, we're all fallible. You know, I am. You know, it's sort of like, you know, I know that if I was given billions of dollars, I would be tempted by things that I'm not now. Now, will I resist it? I hope so. I hope that my values are stronger. But I know that I, you know, I'm, you know, a flawed human being, too. So, uh, but, you know, the thing about some of the famous psychics, too, it seems like when you look into them, like the current ones, there's, there's definitely some, I don't know, questionable things. Right. Is what I would say. Yet there are some very, I, I do look for historically right. amazing like Edgar Casey. Yes. Uh, he really was an, a, a true clairvoyant. Um, and th- there's just so much documentation on right. him. Like the Fox sisters. They were pulling our leg. Yes. Those other ones. And Houdini, which people don't realize, is Houdini was actually going after to debunk these things. Yes. He truly was trying to say that, hey, the, you know, and he, like he went up to the Winchester Mystery House and he said that, you know, he couldn't debunk it. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, they say, you know, but that's one thing I like about Houdini, going to places of Houdini, because he was trying to be like how I am, a, a, a skeptic, like wanting to find out the truth, not trying to make it up and like sensationalize it. Yes. Type of thing, you know. Well, and I, I think that anything in the occult, um, you want to learn discernment. We talked right. about this on the last show, on the Spirit Marriage show, which was fascinating. And uh, that you have to learn discernment. But the thing I've also had to learn, because I, I went from being really open to everything to being too close to sort of really crazy ideas, it seemed like. And now I'm kind of more open to things that before I wasn't, like spirit attachment, I'm much more open to because I've investigated on my own. Right. I've started trusting my more of my experiences and I don't always label them as something like just I know that okay, something's going on here. You know, right. I know something unusual is happening. And I think there's also um, a lot more science going on with yes. psychic studies than yes. I realize. The more you dig into like real magic is a great book. Right. They're doing incredible research on psychicism. And it's really valid. And to, to poo-poo it all, like the, 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 the really, you know, the, the negative skeptics that just right. say none of that's real. Sorry, you can't explain some of yeah, these things. Some and things that's are not unexplainable. true. You know? And, and yeah, it's like ghosts. I mean, I've had people just straight up come up to me and go, Holly, I don't believe in ghosts. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I do. You know, like, like they almost wanted to argue with me about it. And it's like, I'm not here to argue about it. It's my belief. I'm going to take that to my grave. Yeah. And I'm going to believe in this. And if I could find evidence along the way and show it or experience it on my own, that's that's the cool part about it. Yeah. You know? Well, you, you kind of wonder when people come up to you like that, if they are a little bit curious. Because I think, I think otherwise they, they just not even bother. Like, think about... If you're not interested in something, you don't even bother with it, right? Right. But the fact that you want to go and have a little argument, to yeah. me, there's a party going like, maybe, Digging, like, hey, talk to something. me about this. What yes. have you been through? You know, and it's like, um, yeah, well, I mean, every time um, I get back from these things, my coworkers or other friends will ask me, like, what happened? You know, and um, like this time, I, I didn't have anything necessarily happen, but... I was freaked out in the Brickdale Lodge, and I didn't feel right. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like sleeping. I left the lights on all night long. That That's kind of a big deal to me, you know, because leaving the lights on, especially as an adult, it, it's not a, a habit. If no. you did it all the time, that'd no. be one thing. I have to sleep with... And then with, your with, boyfriend, who's not even as into it as you are, he also felt uncomfortable... You know, Our so. friend and we were talking the other night, and they were like, you know what? You were vulnerable. They were going after you. Because he... I mean... He's six foot, 240 pounds, and was like, can you go into the bathroom with me? And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I just don't, I don't feel, like, he was freaked out, uh-huh. you know? And when I turned on the light, I felt freaked out knowing that he was scared. Because it was kind of like, hmm, okay, you're feeling a certain way because you don't make this stuff up. You don't talk about it. Right. And I put it on my Instagram. He's like, I don't, it doesn't feel like a hangover, but my head hurts in here. Uh, he's like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't feel right. I have it, and he's just like laying there talking about it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? There's something to be said about that. If you don't, if you don't feel right, you know. And I'm like, do you want to move rooms? No. I'm like, okay, well, I don't either. I mean, we're here, but it was, it was, it was definitely scary. And you felt better once you left. I, f- yeah, when, once I left, I, I did. Once I left the room, I, I didn't feel right showering there. It just felt. It felt different. 
like I said, I slept with the lights on. I don't do that at home. I sleep in complete darkness with a fan going. I like the white noise and mm-hmm. that. I had the lights on. I had the bathroom light. I didn't want no shadows, basically, mm-hmm. because he said there was something to do with Like, he kept seeing something in them. Maybe. So I assume you wouldn't go back there. Yes, I will. You will. Yeah. Oh, good for you. I'll go back anytime. <laughs> Let's go. And and this time maybe I won't be so tired or because I was on such like a short trip. Yes. I will investigate more because we were tired and we were hitting the road. And it was like mystery spot, ring store of Mosby's Distillery, head to San Francisco. I mean, that was like, let's That's where do this. It was. It was like, go, go, go. Get to all these places. Photograph them. And then get home and be to work the next day at eight in the morning. Well, and, 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 and fatigue can make you more vulnerable when you're really yeah. tired. So that, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. if you go there, you want to be really fresh. I do. And I want to drive straight up to the Brookdale Lodge yeah. this time. Six hours, I can do that. Because I can drive myself 10 to 12 hours on my own. But just to drive straight there, I could be able to do that and hold a real investigation. And sit there in silence. I was in silence in that room and I was freaked out though. Mm-hmm. And I did it. Almost like I didn't want to investigate it because I was so freaked out being the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if I hear something? Then I'm going to like want to leave in the middle of the night or, you know. And the the guys in the morning when I was um, to check out, I told him what we had experienced. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's Because I'm like, you know, when is the brook, when is the brook room going to be open and when is this? And he's like, you know, the whole property is haunted. Uh, the construction workers see people constantly. Wow. They see things. So if that's constantly going on there, there's something to be said. Yes. Yeah, especially when you're the workers see things. I think that's also one of the things I find that is very valid. Yeah. Because you know, they're not necessarily even there to see and no, they're, they're there, there to do to the work. work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're getting spooked out about things, then that, that is something to be said about the place. And that was the most um, the most murders and most suicides. Afterwards, I started really digging deep into it and seeing all the stuff and was like, okay, that's why. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. we took Fred. Fred. Oh, that's right. Fred is here. Fred. Fred, that. Now, when did, when did you get Fred? I Fred is 10. a skull for those of Fred you that don't see it. Fred is a skull. Um, he's a bowling ball, and I've taken him everywhere. And he's been in my life since I was 10 years old. And my grandmother, God rest her soul, um, didn't even flinch when I wanted to buy it at a thrift store. She bought it for me. That's pretty cool, grandmother. <laughs> Thank you, grandma. Yeah, she was like, okay. Whatever. So I, I did want to shout out how people can follow you since you have really great pictures of all the places you go to. You take a lot of good pictures. And I mean, some of the places are just gorgeous. Yeah. When I go to some of these places, I am taken back. I am like, oh my God, I'm so happy when I see them, you know, because you can actually, because they're so big compared to the art. Our, our, architecture you know they're three five stories or whatever when you come up on them they're breathtaking they're beautiful we need to keep them alive we need to preserve these buildings absolutely so now your tag i think is different from what i had this this it's not holly lindblom on instagram anymore is, is it's it? holly.lindblom okay so that's how they can find you you also have yeah. a, uh, one or two facebook pages i have a do you believe in ghosts i have that facebook page that shows like a ghost in a sheet because i do that too um to make not fun of the things, but to give it like a funny, not so scary. I put on a sheet with my Gucci glasses and I pose. I love it. I do I think it everywhere. It's really great. I think it's so cool. I love it. I think it's really great. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. But yeah, you post quite frequently yeah. and sometimes you do some live postings I've seen I when do. you're at locations and mm-hmm. people can catch up with you and sort of see what you're doing. Totally. And 
and yeah. know more about your book. I'm excited to, that you're getting more into your book. I can't I wait am. to see it. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to need your help on it because you've done two now, two or three. Oh, I've only done little poetry books, but they do take a lot of they take a lot of energy for sure. I, I know that. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, Holly, for thank coming into the studio. Yes, we we loved so having you. Join us next time as we continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure together. Have a haunted week. Happy haunting. Mm-hmm.